Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited to have Stacey Sherman with us today. I'll tell you more about her in just a moment, but a few quick things before we dive into the interview, and that is, if you've got a question or you want to share a story, an amazing customer service story, I might add, then just go to any of the social media channels. You're going to find me there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. If it's a question, use the hash mark, Ask Shep, and I'll answer the questions either right there, maybe I'll do it on the show, or maybe I'll just call you and we'll talk about it. And don't forget my new TV show, actually not so new, we just finished the first season, titled Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, uh, and we even are now on, on, on YouTube. Can you imagine we waited to put it on YouTube, but now I'm allowed to put the episodes on YouTube. So uh, be sure to tune in to Be Amazing or Go Home. All right, let's get to the interview. Very excited because Stacy Sherman is not just a customer experience expert. She doesn't claim to have like learned about things and then talk about them. She actually does them. She is from the corporate world in the trenches. And here she is today on our show. Stacy Sherman, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you. So happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. So let's start off. I mean, I could go on and on and tell people about you have an expertise in designing and implementing successful customer-centric programs that differentiate business and consumer brands beyond price, which by the way, that is a great sentence. Anytime you can get beyond price and make price less relevant, that's a cool thing. I hope we talk a lot about that, but give us a little bit more insight into who Stacey Sherman is. Yes, thank you. So I have been living in the corporate world. I also worked in an ad agency, so I've been on both sides of the fence. And my focus over the years was sales, marketing, and then I fell into customer experience and this voice of customer. It, it literally, there was a ball thrown at me when I was at Verizon, and I was like, what is this thing? And they said, I don't know, go figure it out. And then <laughs> I did. This thing being customer experience? The CX. Oh, oh the VOC, CX. Yeah. CX, VOC, VOE. It was like all these words. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. And it was. E-I-E-I-O. Like <laughs> <laughs> and it was like five, six years ago. And yes, customer service has been around forever. But in terms of looking at it as a journey, not just a point where you call for help, that shifted. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so I'm thrilled that. I've been in three particular areas that um, I, I'm, I could spend probably an hour on each, each area, but just to highlight my background has been in customer experience leading it within a channel, meaning digital, e-commerce and optimizing that experience for people to be able to shop and get accomplished what they want to do online. The second is customer experience within new product development which is probably unheard of in many, many companies. And, and you want me to tell you what that is? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I'd, I think I would say just my impression is you're baking the experience into the product as you're making it and not waiting till after you make it to decide how can we deliver this in a better way. Bingo. Bingo, and, and I got it right. That's it, and it, but it's amazing how many companies don't ask the customer first 
they they develop it, they throw it out, you know, out and hope that it sticks. If you build and it, they might come. come. <laughs> and they might not. Mm -hmm. And and so what I thought was brilliant was that this organization hired me and team to be able to infuse the customer voice within the in the development. So I don't know why more companies don't do it, but I'm I'm really driving that home and making sure that the customer's at the table right from the beginning. Love it, um, love it. Yeah. We're gonna, th there's uh, a third yeah. piece to this. You said yeah. there's three, yes. Yes, so the third piece is a lot of what I'm doing now, which is driving customer excellence through the front line. So we have about 60 sales offices just in America, never mind globally. Uh, it's in the company you're in now. The company I'm in now. Right. Um, and we have... So there's 60 sales offices, so many different people who touch customers every day, including technicians, people that, I mean, they have such impact on the customer experience and they don't even realize it. So my role is really going out with the field, my team, and really teaching the methodologies and humanizing experiences because they matter so much. Very different approach. Yeah, and you're, what you're marrying is customer service which is the interaction with people with the entire journey, which is the entire experience. I want to go back to number two for a moment. Um, I haven't had him on the show. Not sure he's going to be on the show. He's a musician uh, and he actually started a guitar company called Ciari Guitars, C-I-A-R-I, -I, I believe, but you can look it up if you want. And what it is, it's a folding guitar. And what's different about this guitar that compared to other folding guitars, and yes, there are other folding, if you can imagine, a guitar that folds in half. Why would you want this? Because it's easier to travel with, right? But most of the guitars that fold in half aren't great guitars. They're good enough to play with and practice and have fun with. But if you're a high-level musician, no. This is what he wanted. So he was working, uh, he was a musician, also had a regular job, traveled around, carried his briefcase, his on you know his overhead luggage that he carried on the plane and a guitar. Well, one of them had to get checked and he didn't want to check any of them for fear of getting lost. And of course, every time he brought his guitar on board, people would say, who's the jerk gonna take up the whole overhead space on the plane, right? With that big <laughs> guitar. So what he did is he said, and this is a quote, and I actually, I said, I'm gonna use this. And I think this is what you mean. He says, I discovered the friction in my life. I solved for it. And in turn, I solved it for others. And he had this really high-end guitar. He had it cut in half by engineers so it could fold in half and not lose tune when you open it back up again. You, you know, it's pretty much always in tune. And it's just, a, and it fits in his backpack next to his computer. And it's mm -hmm. a high-end guitar that you would want to play if you are a professional, high-level musician. And there's all these famous rock and rollers that are now saying, I want that guitar. And they're using it, which is amazing. Anyway, he yeah. baked the convenience into the product, which is where the, all that to get there. <laughs> so, I'm I sorry I'm it. rambling, but I'm so excited about his guitar. Let's get back to you, though. But that's what you're talking about, infusing experience into every aspect, the product innovation as you're developing, uh, developing it. And if you know, sometimes if it's something, some convenience or, or friction that you resolve for yourself, it's going to work for others. Yes, but taking it to the guitar, because I love this example, if I was sitting with him, I would ask him, before you built it, did you talk to your, the personas, the people that you want to buy it? Bingo. And 
did you, hey, I got bingo I, now. I know, I did that video on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I had so, to. Wait till you see what I say next. <laughs> How? Bang! Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, this is fun. So, so yes, I would ask him, yeah, did you ask the, the personas you want to buy this, what they want and what they need? And then yeah. when he built it, I'd go back out, and this is what I did in that role, is go back out after it and say, is this meeting your needs? I designed this based on what I think you want. Can you validate? Did we get it right? And if not, what else are you looking for? Yeah, yeah. And continue. So that's your VOC, voice that's of the customer. That's my VOC, <laughs> right. pre right. and post launch, both. So can you, I know I'm gonna put you on the spot here, is there a product out there that is like supposed to be really cool and innovative, but it just didn't catch on because they didn't talk to the customer? Can you mm. give me an example? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I, mm. I'm thinking of one myself. Um, I think oftentimes people come up with inventions that take a while before they get traction. Oftentimes they die before that and then somebody comes along and resurrects it. It was just too soon for its time. Yes. Um... <sighs> hmm. it, it, I mean, I, I, it's okay. I, I mean, I can just remember things like, how long did it take for us to start um, using online, you know, reservations for airplanes before it became normal? It took a long time. It didn't yes. happen like, hey, let's introduce this to somebody. And three months later, all the passengers are now using online check-in and online reservations. It took a long time. And sometimes things happen before their time or it just takes a long time to get them there. Yeah, you know, I think there's like a new, what comes to my mind is a brand new uh, mobile phone. Is it Samsung? That basically takes your phone and you can fold it in half. And oh, it looks yeah, like I just saw it. It's the new flip phone. Flip phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're going so, retro, but keeping it modern and, and, and with some state-of-the-art features. So I, my two kids were talking about it at dinner, my college kids, and one said, I love it. And the other one's like, absolutely, it's not going to do well. So, you know, it's a good a jury's out. Who knows? But hopefully hey, they yeah. did a lot. Before yeah, I actually did. You know that Apple had a phone that that uh, would fold in half. No. Yeah. Well, then after I actually tried to fold it in half, and apparently I was fairly successful, I took it back in and had it replaced because I broke the thing in two is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, I sit on my phone by accident. It snapped it. And, you know, it didn't break it in complete half. But anyway, uh, I, and it's funny when I went to uh, switch from, uh, I was using a Blackberry years ago. Remember oh, them? Yeah. And they thought, you know, innovation, put the keys, you know, you can just type and, and then that switched with Apple coming on and just the screen. I remember switching and how hard it was. It was painful. And I remember I called the support guy up. And this is why I love uh, the support that Apple gives. The guy said, I want you to enjoy the product. I really do. I want you to enjoy it so much that you would be willing to jump in front of a bus to save your iPhone. And Ooh. I said, I would be willing to do it as long as the bus was going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Otherwise, you know what? It's an iPhone. I'll get another one. So uh, yeah, it's not that worth it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's take a, a quick break. When we come back. I want to talk about some specific techniques and ideas to enhance the customer experience and to make price 
less relevant. We're talking with Stacy Sherman. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I have a revised and updated version of the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, will come out on March 17th, 2020. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a better customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. Pre-order the book before March 17th to receive the ebook for free right away along with another special gift. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com today to order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists, the cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back talking with Stacey Sherman, and I want to go back to uh, the idea of talking to customers before you roll out a product, which by the way, I think great brands do, but I can't tell you, I know my friends, I can, I can think of a number of them, I can't tell you how many of them have tried something and it didn't work. And I asked, how much research on the front end did you do? And they go, well, apparently not enough. And the answer is probably not only not enough, but not much at all. They thought it was a great idea. They thought the customer would love it. And then they went ahead and, and did it. That's why I love, you know, I write books. And, you know, the, the great thing about working with a publisher is the publisher will go out and query whether or not this is a good title. They know whether it's a good book by reading it, but is the title going to catch? And you can do that now with keywords in SEO, search engine optimization on your website. And I mean, and how you're, you're writing. Why don't we do this? with products that we develop or the experiences that we create for customers before we actually develop and spend a lot of time, effort, and even money to do so. Yeah. And, and you're raising a good point because what I do isn't just to inform new product development, new features, but it is market messaging. It is, you know, you, uh, value proposition, what's going to resonate, what's not. I mean, just ask the customer, which of Mm -hmm. these benefits resonate. So yeah, it's really, it's just best practice. Yeah. So here's a cool trivia fact that I've never told anybody in my whole life. Okay. Ooh, I feel special. Back in around, oh, 1983, I went out to California. It was the uh, January of 1983 and I went to Universal Studios and somehow I found myself at Amblin Studios. Do you know what Amblin Studios is? Steven Spielberg's studio. Uh-huh. I knew somebody there and she said, let me give you a tour. And I'm just a young guy and I'm walking through and this is Steven's office. Ooh, this is cool. And it's a big office. And really there wasn't a desk. It was a table and chairs and a couch. And I'm sitting in the couch and she, oh, that's where Steven sits. Oh, and right as she tells me that he walks in and he's got a box, a pretty big box. It's a box of books. And he sets it down. He introduces himself to me and he says, hey, will you do me a favor? Here's a book, and the book was called, uh, there were two books he gave me that day. One was, I think, The Last Emperor, and the other, or The Lost Emperor, The Last Emperor, and the other one was Dad, okay? He made both movies, but he said, I'd like for you to read these. Tell me what you think. Give me some feedback on what you, you know, what you think about the characters. 
And I actually read them because I felt I was now on a homework assignment. I hadn't had one of these in a while. <laughs> like I had to write a term paper about each book. And uh, I said, I like this one, Dad. I, it's a little sad. And sure enough, Ted Danson and, uh, oh, another famous actor who's passed away since, he who's the dad, he did the movie. And he also did The, uh, the Last Emperor as well. And it, it's like, wow. He was going out and doing his market research before he spent millions of dollars on a movie that he didn't know or at that point would work. So that's why he had a bunch of people at least reading the basic script, which was the book. Yeah, Shep, this is not new. What's new is that we're formalizing it and we're making it more structured and mm. we're making it, it's part of a methodology. And that's what's new. I mean, like you said, customer service, it's been around forever. It, even if online chat didn't exist, there was phone, right? There, it, it's not new. It's just that there's a right way and a wrong way to, to do it. Or I should say there's more effective ways to mm -hmm. do it. Yep. All right, let's switch gears. Um, I have a comment that you made here, the power of intention. And this is how you mm. brought customer experience day to the workplace and you started uh, some type of an initiative that turned into a global celebration. Your company that you work with now is international in scope. Let's yes. talk about how you bring the concept of customer experience into a company. I mean, a lot of people think they know what it is, they think they have it, but it needs to be formal in, for it to work. Yes, um, God, this is one of my most uh, proudest moments, I will say. And let me start off by saying it takes a village. Mm. There's no way I could have done this myself, but the village showed up. And what I mean by that is I knew that October 1 was this year. Um, internationally, CXPA and other companies spearhead this, that there's a designated day where we stop everything and we celebrate the employees that deliver excellence, and we celebrate customers. And so pulled the troops together and said, let's do it. Pitched the idea to my boss. Um, and I said, listen, this is how I vision it. We need some budget. Would you approve? I'm going to do it basically on the lowest budget I can, because I know there's none left at the end of this year. And, and he said, okay, let's do it. So and what did you do? So... What we started in America was we identified a couple of things. One is in our headquarter location, we had a day where all the executives came together in our headquarters with me and thanked all the employees for what they do and shared stories on how we've made a difference to customers um, over cake and you know dessert and storytelling. But it started at the top, mm -hmm. right? Leaders, when, and, and by the way, when employees hear their leadership thanking them and sharing stories and, and, and eating cake is really a metaphor for just getting together and having a great time and doing it. Yes. And, you know, we don't get together enough. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we get together. Unfortunately, there's like safety challenges in the industry I'm in. You know, we get together and talk about how do we keep it more safe and some sad stories. Here we came together and we celebrated us. Ah. So, but then outside of headquarters, that's where the action really took place. And that is our sales force went out to every customer. They brought, you know, thank you cards or just showed up, went to lunches, 
had some different activities in the field branches, but then also myself um, and team, we identified where are those offices that have the best customer satisfaction scores and MPS scores. And so we um, acknowledge and recognize those best in class offices and share best practices with the other teams so that we have a cohesive approach. Hmm. What ends up happening is because we were we had so much momentum in America and we, we created a lot of material around it, reached out to our global uh, where the mothership is in Switzerland and said, hey, what do you think of this idea? Why don't we do something internationally? And the CEO made a video that was shared everywhere. Now, now you're really talking at the top. Right. And said, happy customer excellence day. Happy customer experience. Thank you for what you do. And now all the different countries, we took America, what we created, shared it with the other countries. They shared what we have. And now I have a gazillion pictures of wonderful memories of that day. Wow. Wow. And might I add a couple of things? Number one, uh, yes, the, the customer service or customer experience day is in October. National or actually international customer service week is in yes. October. Uh, it used to be customer service month. I actually think all of these days should be the entire year, but it's nice to take one day and just single it out, which is what you did. Now, you've got a bunch of ideas that you're ready for for next year and for the next one shall be the uh, 2020 celebration. It's months and months ahead. However, it's not too late to start thinking what you as a company, this is for our listeners, what you as a company, large or small, even two or three people, we celebrate in our little company, there's you know five of us here, six of us here total when, when we get our people coming in from out of town. We celebrate customer experience and service day and week and all that because we think it's great and, and you just wanna put a focal point on it. So I love that you're doing that. What a great idea. And I encourage everybody to learn more about it. Um, I think if you just Google CX day, maybe uh, you might find information about it. Well, yes. And I also wanna encourage um, on my blog, doing CX right. Oh, I wrote, this is great. You've got a blog. Let's yeah. learn about the blog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So doing CX right is exactly how it sounds. It's all these best practices and methods to deliver best in class human experiences in any industry. But I bring it up because I literally wrote an article about how companies can celebrate not just CX Day, but all year round. Yay. Yeah. And specifically, Pow. yeah. Bang. Yes. And <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and so everybody can really take that list and go use it and, and beg, borrow, steal, take it. And But I also encourage you, and something that we're doing is this was our first one. Well, what do you think I did after that? We the got debrief. feedback. Yep. A debrief and feedback from the field and said, what did you like? What would you want to see differently? And I'm using that to make 2020 much even, you know, even better. Love it. All right. That's CX Day. So the blog is called Doing CX Right. Is it doingcxright.com? Yes. Doingcxright.com. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show with some more nuggets of wisdom from Stacey Sherman. Do not go away. It's going to be great. 
Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Stacey Sherman, who writes the blog, Doing CX Right. Just go to doingcxright.com. Get the list of all the things that you can do for Customer Experience Day, Customer Service Week. You know what? And don't wait until October to do this. You know, whether you're listening to this in January, February, March, start thinking about it now and make it an amazing celebration. Even if it's small, do it right. Doing CX right. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All right, Stacy. Uh, on the short break, you mentioned something about how you want to go back and emphasize something related to how you can make price less relevant. Yes. So I like to say there's a lot of companies, but Starbucks stands out. I don't pay for coffee double, quadruple the price than my local, you know, local store because I like to pay more. Mm. No. I go there because of the experience from the minute I walk in the door till I order my coffee and they make a mistake and they replace it without any debate. And it's, it's personalizing the cup with my name and, and knowing what I like. It's the whole experience. So I encourage companies and leaders to think about what can they do to delight customers. That has nothing to do with a price tag. Yeah. So my favorite book, my favorite business book of all time is The Experience Economy. Are you familiar with the book? I am. It's on my list and it's probably going to move up to my list now. Okay. So the actual, uh, by, I, it's uh, the newest version of it. There's been like two okay. or three updates. Just December of 2019 popped up. So uh, even if you get the original, it just talks about that. It's the experience is what it's all about. And when you have the experience, even if in industries where you have to be competitively priced, and it doesn't matter if it's B2B, B2C, any type of industry, uh, when people are even a little bit price sensitive, you can use that experience to your advantage. So I, I love that. And Starbucks is a perfect example of that. Uh, any companies in the uh, uh, B2B world that you could use as an example? Yeah. Um, well, certainly where I work, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't want to be biased. Um, well, no, be biased if there's some, because I mean, that's a lot of people say that when you talk about customer experience, it's so focused on retail. No, it's not. And, and I mean, the thing, the difference between business to business and business to consumers, there's millions of consumers and oftentimes B2B just has a limited number of customers that they can call on. And it's a fraction, a tiny percentage of what the consumer base is. So when you lose a customer, you're losing a, a, a pretty big deal sometimes. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's human, right? It's like business to business or business to consumer. Right. It is, still it's still human. H to H, yeah? Yes. Human to human. Yeah. Yes. So that's where I say that, that people need to focus on. It's just a different buyer who has the wallet. Right. right? 
people buy from people. And the one thing I want to like take home here is yes, experiences, but the number one word that comes to mind is authentic. Mm. If it's not authentic, people know. Yep. And the guys that wrote the experience economy, yes. uh, Joe, uh, Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore came out with a book a few years back called authenticity. Imagine that. <laughs> There you go. Genius. <laughs> All right. We're down to the last question, and it's the one thing question. What is the one thing that you'd like to leave us with? An extra nugget of, of your wisdom or, or just something you want to reiterate? Create wow moments. Okay. It's, it's in our control. I know that there's a lot of times where things are not in our control, and this is. And it can be as simple as hello, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, it's like How is that a so wow simple. moment? Because a lot of times we're all running and, and hurrying. And it's like when somebody stops and asks you, how's your day, especially if you're servicing a company, they, they appreciate that. They, they remember that. And a so more human approach. Wrong, yes. When something goes wrong, they're more forgiving. Yep. So I'm going to say, to paraphrase what you're saying, is that create wow moments by simply being human. You're not creating an over the top, giving them away, uh, giving them you know, some extra thing they didn't think they were gonna get. Although they might not have thought about it, you're just being genuinely human to yes. another human. Yes, That's All it. right, Stacy Sherman, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Be sure to tune in next week when we will have another amazing interview. And until then, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.